0: welcome everyone this is the veteran musings podcast my name is tim and i am here with the legendary stone hi and the even more legendary well kind of sort of in his own mind eddie
1: he's more accomplished (laughs) hi he's like the dude that has all the certificates and gets none of the recognition they just need the the face right 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 absolutely like the drummer is always the best dude in the band right consistently but the yeah. guitarists and the lead singers always right. get the clout eddie is the dave grohl of our nirvana <laughs> dude he won right he his he was playing a marathon and all of his buddies are like trying to sprint a race right
0: no doubt okay i think we have to start off with the most pressing controversial topic of our era and that is Joe Rogan
1: and Spotify. I don't care. But you have to. No. You have to. I, I've, it's a law. My, my year spent in uh, like seclusion this last year has yeah. made yeah. me realize that like I don't have to care anymore. But you got to admit, there's some irony with a
0: guy saying, if you don't cancel Joe, I won't let you listen to Keep on Rocking in the Free World.
1: Is the is True. the free is the free market canceling?
2: I hope No Young will remember. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right.
1: I mean, if if an artist says I don't want this person on my platform or I'm gonna leave, and then he he leaves because they won't remove the person, that's not like that's a, a that's a business mm-hmm. tiff. Like to me, there's no ideological problem there because that happens constantly. It just Joe Rogan has three hundred million dollars and more listeners than any cable news network could dream of you know sure sure no i don't i don't say that there's any business
0: problem with it but the irony of a guy who's famous for singing keep on rocking in the free world wants to remove himself from a platform that allows a guy to have a free open discussion amongst people that the keep on rocking and the free world guy disagrees with yeah i mean
1: that's but Neil young's also a dude who's has a myriad of quotes out there from rolling stone interviews in the 80s where he's just about as homophobic as you can get without going out and actually murdering them right so like exactly i don't put any value into at this point neither of those dudes hold any value to me because they they're so far above what every one of like what we have to worry about they don't so like i i don't get drug into the 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 problems of rich folks anymore i can't
0: well but is it a problem of rich folks or is it a problem of joe rogan was like the reason why he has 20 million listeners is because he's the only outlet that allows the discussion about the coronavirus that people want to hear which is a contrarian view Mm -hmm. you know they can't get it from it's censored from the major media and so when he's allowing Dr. Malone and Dr. McCullough and all these other people on to talk about (laughs) you know the preventions and therapies and you know horse dewormers and whatever people want to consider those things and they want to hear about those things but they can't get that anywhere else
1: but they you're right so they get it from spotify and joe rogan mm-hmm. which is what will continue to happen and neil young and all those other people who are are set you know like mm-hmm. they're financially set right right I when i see things like the reason i don't care is because i don't hope spotify pays the artist 0.003 cents i think per stream so for every thousand streams, they make, like, what is it, $300 or 3000 yeah, So there was a couple bands on Twitter basically explaining how the record label gets that money. Like, they, the dude from Eve 6 says, I, we had a million, my stupid band from the, the 90s had over a million streams last month. None of us saw any of that money. It all went to Spotify, and then it went to Sony. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, Spotify's scum. Like, I, yeah, I don't sure." Well, that has long been. I think if the government had stepped in, then I would be concerned. But right oh, up sure, until that yeah. point, yeah.
0: I think there's a broader issue of big tech trying to deplatform people with unapproved
1: views. They always have, though, right? Well, yeah, so, that's the problem. Is but why have... is it only an issue now? That's what I don't understand. Because... Is my whole life. As an atheist uh-huh. and a dude who's been interested in occult things, right. has basically had to worry about people not giving me the time of day because of that opinion. Because the eighties, nineties, going through satanic panic, going through the revival area, this was a very conservative country up until we hit that extreme period of you know the two thousands. The X Files, the, <laughs> the WWF, right? Mm-hmm. Attitude era, you know that whole the X Games coming around. We like pushed back against that. And we're seeing a kind of conservatism move into, like, you know, the leftist groups and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But th- to me, the only thing that's upsetting is it's like I've dealt with cancel culture my whole life. But now that the ideologically it has changed, I mean, they've put people in prison for playing D&D because they associated them with murders. What were those four kids in Kansas that they accused of killing those kids? You know what I'm saying? So-, so, like cancel culture has always been an issue it's just never been an issue for the people who are now getting canceled that's how i view it
0: i'm with you but i was also an x-files you know kid throughout the 90s and 2000s because i you know was an art bell fan forever listened to him every night and you know wanted to you know watch the x-files and and all that but there's it's one thing to look down on a viewpoint right mm-hmm. to say uh, oh you want to believe well you're a kook right? yeah, yeah you know your tinfoil hat whatever um and there's a dogma within culture you know jfk was shot by a lone gunman you know that's mm-hmm. the warren commission report and we believe that but it's another thing in now with big tech where I mean, what they did with deplatforming, which was, okay, we're going to kick you off Twitter. We're going to kick you off Facebook. We're going to kick you off all the, you know, YouTube, all the main socials. And then when you try to create your own social network, we're going to kick you off the Google store. We're going to kick you off the Apple store. And then we won't let you create accounts on AWS or any of the server networks. Akamai won't serve you we won't even let you start your own platform. So it's like, you will be silenced from all existence. Um, That to me is like, now you're talking about the collusion between government and big tech because big tech enjoys a lot of protections of government. Um, there's, There's the concept in government of Common passage or common thoroughfare. Mm-hmm. So, if there's a common carrier of a certain service, then they become like a public utility. You know, if there's only one electric company in an area, they can't say, Well, Eddie, we don't like you because, you know, we don't like the cut of your jib, so we can't, we're not going to serve you electricity. They're a common carrier, and so they have to provide to everyone. They start to take on public rules government rules and when you're seeing guys like twitter and apple and all that especially when they enjoy antitrust protections Mm -hmm. from the government they carry obligations like that um and when it goes so deep as to prevent access to those technologies that's where i start to go hang on a second Uh, i i don't care what you believe Everyone should be able to communicate those beliefs because ultimately, how do you identify the people who are crazy? You let everybody talk and the crazy people self-identify. And then everyone's allowed to evaluate what is said equally and then society moves the direction of the most popular opinions.
1: But So social media, right? What do you mean? I mean, do you do we have a, a right, like, should it be ratified in the Constitution that social media technologies can't, you can't be deplatformed from them because it's the same as a town square? Well, I think that's up to... Because the... until that happens, like, there's really nothing to be, a, like, you're just getting upset at what businesses are choosing what they want and what they don't want based off of potential ad revenue and damage to their, their, their image, which is a huge issue in and of itself. But to, to me, none of this is new. Like this well, I'm isn't... not saying it's new yeah. I'm
0: saying it's antitrust it, it's monopolizing behavior so for example yeah. you want to start a record store I own a record store and Eddie owns a record store Eddie and I can't come together and say hey let's go burn down his store that he's starting and then let's deny him access you know, when he goes to Home Depot to buy more stuff you know we'll buy up all the stuff at Home Depot so he can't have access to any more building material. That's all anti-competitive behavior. It's monopolizing behavior. You can't do that, that's illegal. Whether it's a storefront or it's preventing people from building their own social media, that's illegal. It's not, it's not right. Now, if states, for example, Florida passed laws protecting people from being deplatformed, I think states get to decide if that's mm-hmm. a right for their citizens and certainly countries like germany passed a law saying you can't deplatform germans um and that was all done under the auspices
1: of free speech even though they block us from all their stuff internationally i know right it's so infuriating you right? go to a video and you click on it it says this is blocked in by germany on right? grounds of copyright and you're like what the hell and they man? tell
0: apple you have to use this kind of usb port <laughs> yeah yeah um,
1: but yeah i don't know eddie what do you think?
0: I I think anyone
2: that knows me, I, I firmly believe in our constitution and our rights. And number one that I mean, both you gentlemen have traveled the world also, the number one thing that makes this country as great as it can be is freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, the whole whether you you're siding with Joe Rogan or Neil run, either way, both of them are exercising their rights. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, like Stone was alluding to back in the eighties and the nineties, all the phobias and everything else. Yeah. A lot of weird things that I view weird happening today that I don't agree with, but I don't care. You Mm -hmm. know, as long as you're not hurting someone or breaking the law or doing anything else, uh, you know, you, you want to walk around with a light coat of CLP, wearing a pair of speedos and shower <laughs> shoes twenty four seven. That's that you do you,
0: man. Well, will CLP hurt your skin if you? Walk yeah, around with a light coat yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't heard, dude. I
1: haven't heard that in probably over a decade. <laughs> um <laughs> oh, I, I
2: I I do find it comical that you know people get so worked up over something like. A recording jerking his music from a platform because of someone else having a program on the same platform i just find it funny that people actually invest
1: getting so upset over it we live in the id ideology wars right now man yeah well i don't
0: yeah i don't think anyone's necessarily upset about it it's that spotify had to make changes because it wasn't just Neil Young; he was the head of a long line of people oh, yeah. Yeah. that left the platform, and then the media played it up as if that caused an investor
1: panic. The <laughs> media sucks. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I it wasn't them.
0: true. The whole market was I crashing, you know. Yep. But people, investors, lost confidence because of that happening. So it it was purely a business thing. And, you know, Rogan apologized and had to kind of lick the boots of Spotify and all that stuff, Um, again, as a business decision. But, I mean, isn't the broader question, should should people have to, should Joe Rogan have to ask Neil Young permission for which guests he has on his program? Or should Joe Rogan put the guests on his program that his listeners want to listen to
1: that a hundred percent. But I also think Rogan has reached a point where to me, when he says, I'm just the regular guy having conversations camp you, you, that's a cop out you are not just a regular guy. You live on a compound. You moved yourself and all of your friends to Austin, Texas. You had a $300 million deal. You fly around the world on a private jet. You're a stand-up comedian. You're a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. You're not just a regular dude. And like, you voted for Bernie Sanders. We, yeah, we don't have access <laughs> to Sir Roger Penrose. Mm-hmm. We yeah. don't have access to Elon yeah. Musk. Right, Re- Regular dude struggles to yeah. make it payday to payday. Mm-hmm. And, right. So at this point, I think that th- there's conversations to be had on all the fronts that Spotify is a dirty company that hoards music and doesn't pay artists, uh, that Joe Rogan has reached a point where I think he has a responsibility to vet and or fact check I mean, this dude has enough money to hire a team where he can fact-check people live on air because a lot of people come on and say a lot of crazy shit. And I understand that you don't want to have a... Nobody's looking for this to turn into uh those sports shows where they invite athletes on and just antagonize them right. to the point where they want to fight them. Like Jim yeah. Rome yeah, did right, do that right, one, dude. Right. Rome is burning. Like, yeah, you don't want that. But like to reach a level that he has, to have the reach... An influence that he has and then when somebody says some shit that it, it then is turns out to be a hundred percent not true at all um, you can't just fall back on well I'm just a regular guy like, no you're not you you are bigger than any news media uh, and
0: but did anyone say anything that was 100% not true I mean I think what started this was CNN and it's reporting on Joe Rogan right because Joe got COVID, went to see, uh, I think it was McCullough, and McCullough put him on ivermectin, and then CNN reports, Joe Rogan has taken the horse to wormer. And Joe's like, no, I'm not taking horse to warmer I'm taking the human form of ivermectin, which was prescribed by a, a doctor, a human doctor, for humans. It's been prescribed for humans for 15 years and the guys who invented it won the Nobel Prize for inventing it. Why would you say that I'm taking horse to warmer? And then it escalated because they're like doubling down on it and they sent Sanjay Gupta over to his podcast and he interviewed Sanjay Gupta. And Sanjay kind of licked Joe's boots a little bit but then went back to CNN and doubled down on it and so there was talk of joe suen cnn and there escalated the issue of taste great less filling and so he had mccullough and uh, malone on for the interview and i think that's what got us to this point right was the question of horse dewormer or ivermectin for people when with respect to COVID.
1: yeah uh (laughs) I mean, I I didn't, I knew horse, They CNN had said he used horse to worm her, but after, I didn't follow it after that. I'd stopped watching Joe before that because uh, he became obsessed with transsexuals and like what they were and weren't doing mm-hmm. and was just bringing them up constantly. And I was like, all right, well, you got some issues you need to work out and I'm not going to listen to you work them out through your interviews. So I'd stopped before that, but uh, um yeah i mean i'd I'd listen to pieces of the malone podcast Uh, i think he misrepresents who he is and the work that he's done and his contributions to that field post uh his original shit and comes off to me as a dude uh who wanted to be a famous scientist and didn't get any of that recognition and uh he's he's bitter about it Hmm. that's that's and weinstein as well uh the mediocre college professor that was fired from the college and is now famous for being canceled. I mean, it's really the only thing he's ever offered is contrarian opinions on basically everything. And he's been completely anti-authority this entire time too, and it's understandable because he was fired by a college, right? Like, I don't...
0: But it brings the point. They come I off mean, as
1: hucksters, to, like they all come off as fraudsters and hucksters who are trying to build a name for themselves off of the backs of uh, dead COVID people.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. but be that as it may, what's Fauci been right about ever?
1: I don't, I don't know anything about Fauci. Yeah,
0: being the highest paid federal employee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, what? I mean, has I know the that...
1: media been right about. Ever. I know that he got lambasted by the AIDS community for the yeah. way he handled the epidemic and yeah. then had to yeah. apologize for it years later. Yeah.
0: But, but I- I'm, I'm, yeah, that's, I mean, granted, he was completely full of shit about AIDS. But about COVID, he's been wrong about everything. The media has been wrong about everything. But these
1: are just singular, like, people. Like, what about general consensus of, groups of people who spend their lives doing totally wrong,
0: totally wrong. The consensus on COVID has been totally wrong. All the evidence Johns Hopkins just came out with a report. Lockdowns totally did not help. And they hurt masks did not help. They hurt everyone said, including Fauci and all the rest of them. If you get vaccinated, you won't get COVID the virus stops with you. You won't transmit COVID. That's it. You won't You won't have it. You won't pass it. Totally wrong. Completely and totally wrong. Everything that they've said, it's like, what have they ever been right about? So you can say that about Malone and the other guy.
1: But, but what was, what's Malone been right about? About that, Ivermectin. That he, but Ivermectin has no massive trials to show that it's... Yes, it does. You know it doesn't. It does. Yes, it, it does. It doesn't. It has yes, the one out does. of Italy... It has a couple out of like Eastern Europe. There's no, yes, there's there been is. no replication. Show you. I'll
0: be more than happy to show you. There's massive data on ivermectin. I mean, massive data. But let's just say, but for the sake of argument, that no data exists and he's not right about that. Then they're even. If they're all full of shit and they're all wrong, they're even. That's at, at worst, they're even. At best, it's one nil. I just, I look at it and I'm like, it's not like the other side has a sterling record of, you know, being awesome. They're wrong about everything that they've said. And so for Joe Rogan to have these other guys on that helped him, he believes that they helped him with the
1: ivermectin. It certainly didn't hurt him. What about the monoclonal antibodies? Did those help? I i think so but those got the same emergency youth authorization as the vaccine right yeah but only one of those wants to kill off half the population and the other half actually like the monoclonal want to help i just yeah there's so many inconsistencies in like what works what doesn't what works what doesn't i don't understand the want to kill off half the population well that was the the vaccine right they wanted to give everybody the vaccine because it was going to kill us in 10 years. Well, i don't that's what that lady said the highly reputable one in ireland who's not allowed to practice medicine there anymore <laughs> i don't know about that one i don't i don't know that anyone speaking to motive
0: of like wanting to kill us is credible but what i do know is coming up with a super vaccine in 10 months you know hurry 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 when billions and billions of dollars are on the line That is crazy. And, you know, when you look at like, okay, Purdue Pharma, the singular responsible agency for the, (laughs) for the opioid crisis, you know, that hurt a lot of people and they manipulated the FDA, they, you know, bribed doctors, they did the whole thing. And their punishment for that was far less than Pfizer's punishment. 2.3 billion dollars in 2009 for manipulating doctors you know trying to get a drug prescribed for something that it wasn't fda approved for
1: didn't they plea out yeah it was a plea agreement yeah
0: Yeah. so they were on the hook for much more yeah (laughs) and it's like moderna same thing they've been in trouble before for doing fast and loose not publishing their research you know all that and it's like the the CEO or excuse me. Yeah, CEO of Pfizer used to be with the FDA. You know, he was the FDA guy. And so it's like that's what Purdue Pharma would do is they would get yeah. get their blacklisted products approved by the FDA, and then the guy would resign from the FDA and get a seven-figure salary with Purdue Pharma.
1: That's been the pipeline forever, but that's that's not just with the FDA. That's with uh uh agriculture and right. and like the the what's the EPA yeah. dudes work in the big gas and oil industry that's and, and they problem, come and work to the EPA you know, that's a problem I, yeah i don't i don't i think that, i think the problem with these arguments is if you are in the camp where you think that like these these dudes Rogan have are full of shit mm-hmm. that you're automatically also in the camp that is like let me inject this vaccine straight into my forehead so that it can get to my brain and work fast type of shit <laughs> or to where to where you're like I trust the government I trust these pharmaceutical companies I trust there's like there's a again I've used this term there's a whole shitload of fucking real estate in between like those two things to where you can be like me who didn't get the vaccine until. I think eight months, nine months after yeah. it came out because yeah. I didn't trust it, right? right? And then I watched, and I watched, and I watched. And then I listened to the uh, the Sam Harris podcast where he has a forget the guy's name on, but his, he made his, his career in, in medical testing and medical statistics mm-hmm. and shit like this. And he was talking about vaccine, um, unforeseen vaccine consequences. Mm-hmm. And he said 10 months. He said 10 months is normally your, your cutoff point and he said, past two years, we've never had a single vaccine have anything past two years pop up. So it's not one of these things where the vaccine has this hidden delivery agent. And then after a certain time, it's a time release, you know, right. variable time effect when you're yeah. calling in artillery. Yeah. It's, VT, not, it's not that. That's what I was thinking. So <laughs> as as he was talking about this shit, I looked him up. He has zero connection to any of these fucking... Um, Big Pharma corporations, he actually went to, he almost had his career closed or or destroyed because I think he went up against GlaxoSmithKline Mm -hmm. in court over something that they were doing uh, that he didn't agree with. And it it was a vaccine or some type of medication. And they basically tried to end this man's career. So he has a axe to grind with Big Pharma to begin with. And uh, I don't know, he sounded pretty convincing. Yeah. And it wasn't hysterical. And he wasn't trying to sell a book or claim that he had ever invented the, the first thing like ah, this dude, Robert Malone, man. Like I, (laughs) well, if you (laughs) look
0: well, you know, forget, like I said, Robert Malone, such a shy, be that as it may. I just say that if Joe Rogan believes that Robert Malone helped him get better, he can have him on his damn podcast and say, This guy helped me to get better. And then, you know, judge it for, for what you will. Nobody should censor that. Right. At all. And I'll just read you this, because this you know the the VARS data I think is important because you know, that is like
1: you have to add the caveat though.
0: Oh yes, the caveat that anyone can enter VERS data into VARES. Right?
1: I mean that's a pretty huge caveat that anyone can enter any type of information and there's no fact checking. I mean so why isn't... have fairs? Hmm?
0: So why have fairs?
1: I don't know. I mean I don't think I, mean, what's your, what's I don't your I don't think VAERS was designed f- for something like like we have right now. And I think fairs numbers have been manipulated by both sides reporting.
0: Okay. So I won't use any bears data. Yeah, I don't I don't service. trust
1: bears for or against. Bears to me is a is a flawed data set because there's no there's no quality control over it.
0: Okay. So we'll use Kiribati. How about that?
1: What's Kiribati?
0: The island in the Pacific. So when when COVID hit, Kiribati closed their borders completely for 2 years. It's an island in the Pacific. No one could get there, so no one ever got COVID. For two years, they kept it closed, and then they finally allowed a plane of 54 of its citizens to come back from overseas. They didn't have an infection for two years, but before they were going to let those 54 passengers come back, they had them all get the, the full three you know, uh, vaccines, so two base and a boost. And then they had them get tested three times and a week apart. So, test, 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 three tests. Okay? All of them tested negative for three consecutive weeks. Then they let them fly back. As soon as they got home, then they tested them again in quarantine. And they were all negative. And they let them out. Within a month of being back in Kiribati. 36 of the 54 tested positive.
1: Vaccine shedding. Vaccine shedding. <laughs> it's shedding the vaccine. You're infecting other people by getting vaccinated. You've now just become a vector for infectious diseases by protecting yourself against an infectious disease. Well, it
0: doesn't protect you. You know that. Because, I mean, they said... It's ninety-five percent effective. Reduces the death rate. No, no, they said it's ninety-five percent. effective. They said,
1: if you are an educated person who understands how vaccines work, you know that what they say and what vaccines actually do are two completely different things.
0: No, if you're an educated person and understand how vaccines work, you know that vaccines make you immune to viruses. That's why they call it immunization. Some of them, no, not all of viruses
1: them. that mutate. All of them. I mean. If you have viruses like polio and, and measles and smallpox and I think rubella, stuff like that, that have very low mutation rates and maintain stable, like their original ones across, you can normally vaccinate this them. this one for... didn't
0: make you immune to any of them. When you got the first alpha in, you know, this, yeah. in, in the vaccine, it didn't make you immune to that. You were but... never immune to alpha. Right. So... It's not a vaccine.
1: It's a, uh, we need to not have people on ventilators in hospitals fix.
0: But that's the difference is it's not a vaccine.
1: So what, all right. I guess my big question then from all of the people who don't agree with vaccines and don't agree with masks and don't agree with social distancing, nobody has pushed any other type of solution on mass that we can replicate to scale to help, no, number one, not overwhelm our healthcare systems. Mm-hmm. Number two, not have them fill up with people who and have them die of shit that... Like, I, all I can think about anytime we talk about this is my best friend's dad, who had to spend two weeks getting shuffled around the state so he could get into a cardiac COVID care unit because it specifically affected his heart. But he couldn't because all of the units were filled up with a whole bunch of fucking people on ventilators and shit, yeah. and how that was preventable, right? Mm-hmm. But only one side offers any type of like stopgap or that's solution, true, though. And in, in the Uttar other Pradesh, side's like ivermectin, right? Yeah, Which it, hasn't been verified. That's not true.
0: In Uttar Pradesh, India, a state with 200 million people, they went around house to house and literally contacted every single house, tested everybody, and then handed them a kit with aspirin an O2 you know, OX meter and a course of ivermectin. And they had a less than 2% infection rate in Uttar Pradesh and a less than half a percent fatality rate from anyone getting sick and dying. I mean, for all intents and purposes, COVID did not exist in Uttar Pradesh. All right, cool. So using ivermectin as a prophylactic absolutely works. It absolutely prevented Uttar Pradesh from experiencing COVID. And so using it as a preventative and using it as a therapeutic is an alternative. It, it absolutely is.
1: But nobody stands to make any money from it, right?
0: Exactly.
1: But how are you going to manufacture it at scale and no one's going to get paid for it? It's, like, someone's going to get rich off of manufacturing enough ivermectin to put a stopgap. You know well, what that's I mean? the
0: thing is it's manufactured around the world. I mean, Africa is soaked in it. That's why Africa doesn't have a COVID problem.
1: We're just going to import a bunch of free African ivermectin? No, that's it's how manufactured in the United States. <laughs> it's
0: manufactured in the United States and shipped around the world.
1: And so it is is manufactured, yeah. which means someone's going to get paid for
0: it. Yeah, but it's so cheap. I mean, it's manufactured at scale. So it's like $16 a dose as opposed to... The hundred and
1: what sixteen times three hundred and fifty million times, we'll say how many doses? How long would you have to take it? Yeah,
0: but compared that to the three hundred dollars a dose that the
1: vaccine is. But someone's still gonna get filthy rich, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a trillion dollar industry. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. Trillion is a trillion trillion. Yeah, I just, yeah. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, hey, if if ivermectin works, that's great. But it's just. <laughs> it's not a fucking miracle drug well it's close to it's like
0: aspirin you know it. it's made from tree bark really simple does a lot of good things and if you read nih research ivermectin does more than just stop COVID. I don't trust nih well it's not them it's their sponsored research you know but who sponsors it nih i don't trust but it they don't do the research i don't trust it well anyway there's data out there to suggest that ivermectin is good at a lot of things and i'm just saying that that is something to try but it was never allowed to be tried and in the places where it was tried it it worked and joe rogan was one of the guys who believed it worked for him and that's all he was saying
1: anyway he never disclosed any of the other shit he was taking though right a dude with access to that kind of health care was, uh, I think he did. He said he got the monoclonal antibodies, and he got. Ivermectin, Ivermectin. and he was getting a bunch of, uh, uh IV bags of vitamin, like yeah. super vitamin yeah. injected. So, I like, mean. he was. <laughs> I feel he misrepresented what he was getting and what cured him, because Joe Schmo out on the street isn't gonna have access to the same shit as as Joe Rogan. Right?
0: That, that's that's a fair point. Yeah. All right, the clock on the wall says it's
1: that's all for the.
0: Better musings podcast eddie oh yeah next time try not to be so talkative. about it
2: i was fascinated listening Keep to you next time we'll on. talk about
0: woodworking yes because i want to learn some yeah. shit about woodworking yes.
2: and how to, how not to lose a finger <laughs> you're well not i didn't lose it they
0: did reattach you're it, not so. an expert yeah. in how not to lose a finger. <laughs> thanks everyone see you next time